As we continue with our tradition of not ignoring the impact that technology has on our lives and the lives of those around us, uh, we're heading straight into our tech impact for this evening. Um, and quite honestly, I'm, I'm really starting to notice this. And before we did this segment of the show, I didn't even realize the fact that there are periods within the year where there is a lot of tech news, a lot of, particularly a lot of companies releasing a lot of new technology technology and then between the year or in the quiet times usually the tech news is mainly based on the drama that surrounds technology and i think that's a very good thing because it it challenges shawl and myself to actually dig deeper when looking for um, uh, news on technology and what exactly is happening in the tech world. And I think with the stories that we have for you today or with the, the updates that we have for you tonight, you'll notice exactly what I'm talking about. But for now, I'm going to hand over to you, Shal. Uh, what's on your plate? Uh, the first thing that I want to share with you this evening is something that's very, very interesting and I just actually want to share some statistics for you. And that is the fact that this past Wednesday, Fly Saf Air had their annual, I think it's a birthday sale, in which you can uh, buy a plane ticket for one rand. Now, it started when they were one year old, and they, uh, they I think, if I remember correctly, they had one rand increments each year. Uh, then it was obviously on a two-year hiatus due to COVID. And now, this year, they were back, and you can start buying plane tickets uh, from the price of eight rand each. But the interesting thing that I would like to share with you regards to that for this evening is the fact that a lot of people that I know were waiting in queues and waiting in queues and waiting in queues and actually never got in or just never had the chance. So our philosophy goes about and doing this is they put you into a waiting room and then your IP address, if I'm not mistaken, is actually like thrown into a big, almost like a lotto machine and that thing pulls random IP addresses and they get pulled through and then those people with those unique IP addresses or with those addresses can then actually purchase the plane tickets for one rand or this year as it was for eight rand uh, a plane ticket and there were loads of it. Now the interesting thing is that uh, FlySafe started by saying that they will uh, I think they said they will initially release 30,000 plane tickets uh, available at one rand, but they closed the ticket sales after more than 31,000 tickets were actually sold for one rand. Now, this is all very interesting, and I love the way that they went about to, to program it and they do the programming. But what I want to ask you and what I actually want to share with you this evening is the fact that we can get depressed of the fact that we don't get in, right? We get depressed because you, you were in the queue and you were there for like probably like an hour. The waiting room opened up 50 times or however the case would be and you were never in, right? I want to share the following statistic with you, which my broadband actually did, right? They, uh, at one stage, at nine when they opened up, there were one million people in the waiting room waiting to actually be allowed in. Now, if you convert, if you, if you calculate the odds of the amount of tickets that were sold and the amount of people that was accessing the website, you're sitting with an odds of, uh, of about 52 to 1, right? of you actually being allowed in. That's what they said. But certain people booked more pass booked more seats than others, so the odds weren't actually that correct. So you're sitting with a final odds amount of you had 1.87% chance of buying a ticket. To put that into perspective, right, 
the second most rare hand that you get in Texas Hold'em is a full house, right? Well, it's not the second. I think it's the third or fourth most rare hand that you get. The chance of you getting that is 2.6%. Well, that is rather 37.5 to 1. So you've got a better chance of, in a random deck of cards, to get a full house than what you have to get into the um the eight rand sale for fly sapphire do not get depressed do that actually try that as well but i just love the fact that they're having it and the reason for having it is uh, makes even more sense and that is to make it affordable for people to get in but i must be honest not all people had the time and the money to uh, to actually wait an hour the second thing that gets me very excited is that the world's most big while well, the world's biggest hydrogen powered mining trucks are currently running in South Africa. You know those big trucks that, you know, the CrossFit people always flip their tires and it's basically, they're massive. The guys driving in the open ore mines, uh, they can crush a vehicle like nobody's business. Uh, to be honest, if I remember correctly, the details that I said, each truck runs through one million liters of fuel every year, be that petrol or diesel. One million liters of fuel and now we've got a mine in southern africa uh owned by anglo Platte, if i'm not mistaken that migrated to green energy and their trucks are actually running on hydrogen engines and no longer making use of fossil fuels so i find that incredibly interesting and that just goes to show how tech is still impacting our lives without we even realizing it that is a very true story, Charles. Uh, thank you so much for that plate that you just shared. You know, I, I must say that I'm absolutely disappointed in Flysafair. Um, and it's it's a bit of bittersweetness because I am I am thoroughly impressed by their marketing gimmick because I remember that there, there was a time when you and Stephen here at work were actually busy on your phones on the waiting line of, of, of this uh, thing of theirs. And you guys told me about it. And I also ended up joining the waiting line uh, trying to buy a, a, an, an affordable ticket for myself. Um, and I, I applaud whoever came up with this idea because it is a brilliant marketing gimmick, honestly speaking. Um, and it gets people talking about Fair as an airline, right? Because I mean, we only know the very popular airlines like Mango and uh, SAA, but beyond that, people generally, the average person does not talk about an airline uh, or does not name an airline, right? It's, it's usually those who actually have the privilege of flying uh, to and from wherever uh, the, the, the destination may be. Um, and, and at the same time, I'm disappointed at the fact that they're giving people such low chances of actually winning, because imagine how more impactful this, um, I don't want to call it a competition because it's not actually a competition, uh, but imagine how more impactful this thing that they do every year would be if, if a lot of people actually got the eight rand tickets and then they went and told, uh, their families and friends, I feel like people talk more about what what they won and forget very quickly about what didn't have any impact on their lives. And I can imagine that if you spend one or two years on that waiting line and never really got anything, I don't imagine you'll come back for the third year, 
honestly, I don't think it's worth it. So I really do think that they're shooting themselves in the foot because I've already lost my taste for it. I don't like competitions to begin with or anything that has to happen by chance. I don't like it. I, I prefer to have control. I'd rather save. I'd rather use my salary. I'd, I'd honestly rather find another way uh, than to try and, and, and bring my hopes up on something that is based on very low chances. Um, I'm not a fan of that. So they can definitely miss me uh, when it comes to this one. I mean, this is this revelation is only adding to the wound or adding fire um, petrol to the small flame. Um, so yeah, but anyways, moving on to what I have for you tonight. Um, as you know, I mean, we've mentioned it on the show in the past, but if you didn't know, Tesla is uh, basically coming with a new model. I think it's the model S Plaid. And they are coming with a new steering wheel, a new design of a steering wheel, which I find very interesting, right? Because they are actually, it's actually not a wheel. So we are used to the circular shaped wheel that we drive with every day. The reason it's designed that way, it's, be it's because it works very well with our arms, the way that we're designed by God, right? Because you have a position where you can rest your hand when as you're driving. Uh, no one wants to keep their hands on the steering wheel, elevating in midair all the time. When you're driving a long distance, you want to have a place where you can rest your hands. Um, so with this new design, which is actually not a, a, a circular shape, it is a more of a rectangular shape. It is called a steering yoke. Um, so it is literally the shape of a rectangle. It doesn't have room for you to rest your hands at the bottom uh, because most of it is literally just you know, I don't know. I don't want to call it elevated because even the, the circular one is elevated, but it's literally a rectangle with like the part that's supposed to be a hooter at the center. So at the bottom, there's no place for you to rest your, your, your hand, your arm, your hands there, or even just put less weight or less strain on your arms. So the thing that was the, the very yoke steering wheel in itself or steering yoke has been very controversial for quite some time. But what makes it even worse is that Tesla decided not to put um, a, a hooter. Like, think about that. They decided that this new uh, Plaid Model S is not going to have a hooter. This means when you're driving on the road and someone bump, runs in front of you or a pedestrian, you want to warn them to get out of the road or a car is is driving nonsense in front of you. You don't have a hooter that you can manually press. What they decided to do was to make the car in in it based on its own intelligence and based on its own discernment decide when you will need a hooter honestly speaking that was a dumb idea from the get-go <laughs> they might have actually done it on purpose as a marketing gimmick which if they did i think it's brilliant uh but the idea in itself i think people do want to have control Honestly speaking, I don't see how a vehicle or artificial intelligence would know and understand context and as you're driving on the road, when to hit a hooter, right? And what exactly are you hooting at? Like, how will it know when you simply just want to make a, get someone's attention from a distance? Um, so anyways, the, the news being the fact that they have recently 
um decided to actually give the car the 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 hooting function which i don't even know what they were thinking to begin with Uh, i'm really glad that they've um updated the hooting function the reason that i say that it might have been a marketing gimmick just to create controversy so that there are articles written about the vehicle is because the all, all they needed to do in order to up to give this the vehicle this function was to do a software update so they didn't really have to physically put the hooting function in the vehicle. They actually just did a, a, a software update and the feature was there. So it's much like you having a smartphone and you have a power button, but the phone doesn't power off until whatever smartphone brand you're using, until they decide to upgrade the software or update the software. And now your power button is able to, sh- is you able to use it to shut down. That's literally what Tesla did, which is scary. It's scary because because of how smart cars are becoming and because of how we know car companies are, are hogs when it comes to money and profits. I'm I'm afraid of how many things they will withhold and features they with, with they will be allowed to withhold and only release at a later date. I mean a basic function of hooting for yourself you have to wait until the company does an update. I I, I love Tesla. I I genuinely love Tesla. I think Elon Musk is an amazing uh, 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 icon of what human beings can be capable of. Uh, but at the same time, I, I genuinely am not impressed with this personally. I don't know about you sitting at home and I don't know about you, Charles, but yeah, no, it, it leaves a, a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. And I think it creates precedent on how um, companies are going to behave in the future when it comes to such features. Um, imagine having to pay for your for a subscription to have a hooting function. Oh my goodness. I don't want to live in that world. Anyways, in other news, um, Apple uh, recently, actually, not so long ago, both Apple, the Apple Store and the Google Play Store, um, they are getting rid of old and outdated applications that are existing on their app stores. I mean, if you're sitting at home and you own an iPhone, you know that this is not surprising news uh, for Apple users. I mean, Apple literally does not have a bloated app store, whereas we Android users, we have, I, I call it a privilege on purpose. We have the privilege of having so many options in the app store. And on top of that, you can even install other app stores. I mean, my phone alone has like three, no, four app stores. I have F-Droid. I have the Galaxy store, which comes with the Samsung phone. So first of all, I have the Google Play store. Um, and then I have the Samsung Galaxy store, which comes with the phone, with with uh, Samsung phones. And then I have F-Droid, which I downloaded, you know, in my, in my own places. Um, and then on top of that, I also have one called um, Aurora, uh, which I use to update some of my Android apps. And all of those are, are respective app stores on their own that exist separate from the Google Play Store. And you can download applications from them, that the other three that don't that aren't available on the Play Store. And I love having that freedom, right? Uh, but now what 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 both Apple and Google have decided quite recently. So Google will actually be putting this into effect starting on the 1st of November this year on 2022. Uh, whereas Apple, this is something they've been doing for quite a long time, but they're also 
becoming more aggressive with it uh, starting this year. I'm not sure when specifically. Um, so this means that those who those developers who have applications that they developed a long time ago, regardless of how profitable your app may be and regardless of how many users your app may be, if your application has not been updated for a certain period of time, it will removed will be removed from both the Play Store and the Apple Apple Store. So this you might think that this is not going to affect you in any way but I'll I'll make an example with me right there is an application I use on my phone called um uh, uh Funamo and they are a, basically a parental control application that, that it's ba mainly meant to help and assist parents monitor how their kids are using their phones. I use it to to limit the my, my, my usage of, um, for example, YouTube and uh, social media over the weekends and other applications as well, so that I don't fall victim to this thing of, you know, when I go on holiday, I'm busy on my phone looking at what other people are doing instead of creating my my own memories. Um, I really don't want to fall victim to that type of behavior. Um, so I really love Funamo, but unfortunately, the developers are very, very slow to update this application. Like they will wait until there's a new version of Android and until a lot of people are using that version of Android. And I imagine that they probably wait until they receive a number of emails before they actually make an update. Um, and I think one of the reasons is because the application is a one-time purchase. You buy it once. Um, you, it's not a subscription service. So you can see how much uh, of a, um, you know, the motive uh, and incentive there is when you are paying a subscription for a company to continuously update that application. Uh, whereas when you've paid once, I mean, you've paid, you've paid, you own the, 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 the software or you own the device or whatever it may be. So why should they keep updating it when it doesn't actually belong to them? Um, it's fair, to be quite honest. I would much rather a company charge me for the updates than to give me a subscription service personally. Um, I would rather, for example, pay two or 500 for an application, depending on, on how important it is to me. And then after I've made that payment, I would rather they actually charge me for every update after that. So don't charge me a subscription monthly just for owning the application. Rather charge me um, for every time you you make an update. Why? Because there are people who worked on that update. There are individuals who sat down and put their time and effort. The company used their electricity. So I'm willing to pay for that update. Um, and I think that might be a good solution for some of these applications that uh, were developed a long time ago. I think also this brings up a question of ownership. Like when you buy an application, who owns it? You know what I mean? I remember I bought a song on Google uh, when we had music play or play music on Google. You know, this was, I think, yeah, it was in 2016. I bought an album and a couple of months later, the album didn't exist in the Play Store anymore. Not in the Play Store, in the music, in the Google Music app anymore. Um, and that was a bummer because I legit cannot find any of the songs I bought anywhere on the internet. Like I cannot. And, and that's sad. If, if you ask me, that's really, really, really sad. 
Um, so yeah, that's that that's what I have for you um, um, today in terms of what's happening in the tech world. Uh, I've seen a few leaks on what the new iPhone is going to look like. I'm really looking forward to seeing an iPhone that does not have a notch. You know that unibrow. It will have a notch, but it won't be the unibrow at the top. I don't like it so much. And I hate the fact that Apple has taken, I think, about five years to start getting rid of it. The disappointing news that I've heard is the fact that Apple will actually not be removing the unibrow from their um, I, from their, from their iPhone 2, I think iPhone 14, the, the standard one. It will only be in the Pro Max. Um, and yeah, no, I am not a fan of how slow Apple is uh, to make changes to their devices, honestly speaking. 